BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hello. Welcome back Hello. to the What We Said podcast, everybody. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Best day of the week. I actually really love Tuesdays. I was thinking about, you know, we always say like we should have done Wednesdays, whatever. Maybe we will someday. But I was thinking, I like Tuesdays. Same. They're, I think they're a good day. It's like the start of a week, but Monday. Not quite can, a Monday. Yeah. Monday can kind of feel scary. And Tuesday's like, okay, I've got my footing a little bit. I don't know. I like it. Yeah. And we record on Wednesdays. So it's still technically what we said Wednesdays. True. We got the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. Welcome back, guys. Today, we're making you fall in love with us. Today, we're not already manipulating you and hypnotizing you into falling deeply in love with us. So that you leave us nice reviews, nice comments, rate us five stars, and buy all of our merch. <laughs> I'm and kidding. Come to you our guys. live show. Woo! Oh wait, when this goes up, okay. Finally, finally, I remember to do an update in the beginning and not the end of the podcast when no one's listening anymore. Probably, we're doing a live show. I don't know if tickets are going to be available. There was like a little bit of a thing with the age, like. Basically, on the website, it said you had to be 21 or over, but you can be 18 or over Mm -hmm. to go. You obviously just can't consume alcohol if you're over 21 or sorry, if you're under 21. (laughs) 18 Um, year olds only. So I don't know exactly what the status is with the tickets. You can check if there are still tickets, but the live show is on August 15th. It's a Monday night and it's in L.A. and we're going to be doing a live podcast. I am so excited about it. It's going to be a party. Literally, quite literally a party. Yeah, we haven't done a, I mean, we did our live, like kind of spoke at a conference, but it wasn't even really no, fully a it live wasn't, podcast because yeah. it wasn't all of our listeners or anything. It was like kind of a, a you know, a range of people, some people who probably oh, didn't even I'm know us. I'm getting butterflies just thinking about it. Same. Just being in a room of BVG. Oh, BVG energy only. <laughs> no, I'm so excited. It's going to be so, so fun. So anyway, check that out if you're interested or if I, I, don't, I honestly don't think there'll be tickets, <laughs> I, but I just want to yeah. let you guys know. Maybe yeah. there, there are, so go check it out. Yeah. Well, thank you for the love on last episode when you're listening to this. On behalf of my sister, Abby, she was like, oh my gosh, you guys are like, your listeners are so nice. They're being so nice to me. And I was like, of course. Also, you're perfect, Abby. You did nothing wrong. Yes. So why would they be mad? But yeah, she wanted to say thank you for like reaching out and just being kind to her. So yeah, if you guys... Here's the thing. I was posting on my story and I'm like, 
I don't want to use this this situation and say like you guys click for the tea because the it tea just feels because it feels wrong. However, the tea was boiling yeah. hot in last episode. Like we were saying, you rarely get like a tell all situation from someone who like goes through a divorce. Yeah. Like people just normally are private about that, and it's I'm not saying they shouldn't be like do whatever you're comfortable with, but it was just so like refreshing to yes. hear literally all the details about everything and her experience. She was just very vulnerable and honest and like, you know, all about betrayal and everything and heartbreak and like moving on and healing and independence. I don't know. It was just yeah. really, really good. So if you haven't listened to last week's episode, like you really need to. It was it go. was a moment. For sure. And sorry if you couldn't differentiate our voices. So funny because mm-hmm. obviously we've heard our voices our whole life, me and Abby specifically. Well, me and you also have very similar voices. Yeah, people tell us But that. not as much as me and Abby because we're literal sisters. And I think we sound so different. But then sometimes when I hear her talking on a video, I'm like, oh, that's me. Like, yeah. What? You guys yeah. definitely sound similar. Um, you guys are same. You're same people, different fonts. Yes. One million percent. You're like very different, but you also have a lot of similarities. Yeah. She looks like me with a wig on. Yes, 100%. <laughs> That's how a lot of my siblings look. Like, we just look like with all different wigs. It's so true. Yeah. You guys like all have the fonts. same mouths. Yeah, teeth. You all have the same teeth. Mm-hmm. And you guys all have like very good teeth also. Like oh, very beautiful you. smiles. Thank you. Thanks to our orthodontist. Peterson and Rollins. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Shout out Gilbert AZ. Do you have a life update this week, Jace? Not really. I... Haven't really been doing anything like, you know, groundbreaking at all. I got a facial today, which felt really nice. Your skin I, is looking so good. I will thank say, you. like, I feel like your jawline Miss, Miss is chin. looking clear as possible. Yeah, I did get some extractions today, so she she cleared out all the gunk. Might be a little bit inflamed potentially, but unfortunately, <laughs> very unfortunately, my skin has never been better and. I kind of was saying this in an ad we recorded in this episode, but it's hard sometimes when you don't know what the cause of the skin being good yeah, you're is. Yeah, like, what do, I, what do I have to keep doing? Yeah, because I, I feel like I've been doing a lot of different things as far as, like, I cut out almonds. And then also, though, I've been eating a lot less processed sugar, which that's why I'm like, unfortunately, it's working, which annoys yeah. me because I'm like, I want to eat whatever the if I want, which I – I still do. I talked to, I did a whole, I'm not going to redo the spiel I did in my YouTube video that's coming out on Sunday. So it will already be up at this point. So go listen to that if you want to hear about like that whole thing, because sometimes I just feel like I repeat myself on every platform. Like I make a TikTok about it. I talk about it. So I'm not going to re-talk about it, but essentially what I was talking about is just finding balance with eating. and, And it's hard when like, okay, I'm not eating that much sugar and my skin looks so good. And I'm like, well, it feels so good to have clear skin and I love it and I actually have more energy and feel better. But then it feels daunting to be like, oh, yeah, well, it's because I'm not eating a lot of sugar. Yeah. So then like what I for the rest of my life, I have to cut out sugar. Right. But it's I'm trying not to completely cut it out, just have like healthier versions of like treats and stuff. So anyway, whatever. But yeah, I'm just, you know, living life. I really feel like I'm just in this like phase of my life where I'm doing a lot of, I don't know, like I've been journaling in the morning and like going on walks and reading. Like, I just feel like I'm really in a self, you know, improvement. Yeah. I was going to say phase of my improvement era. Mm -hmm. Love that. So that's what I've been up to. Honestly, nothing crazy, but that is crazy. Crazy good. Thank you. I'm crazy crazy. good for the heart. (laughs) 
Well, that leads into my life update. I actually wrote down my life update this week. Thank Yay. you. Round of applause. Woo! Because I went to therapy today and I got back in the car and I'm like, I need to write down my thoughts about what I want to talk about. Mm -hmm. Because first of all, I, this is a random thought, but getting complimented on like your effort versus your results is so much more rewarding than like anything else. My therapist, as I was walking out, literally brought me to tears. He was like, as we were leaving, he's like, you've been really like working hard. And I really like you, it's like very evident to see your like hard work and like, you're really taking this seriously and like putting the thought and effort into it. And I literally was tearing up. I'm like, that is so like almost better than being like, you're better. Like you're perfect. Yeah. You know, it's like to, to have it be acknowledged that you're working hard. Yeah. It's like, ugh, he meant like you're working you. hard towards like being in therapy and stuff. Yes. Or towards certain things. And that's what I was going to talk okay. about. Okay. But I was going to just kind of say like a, a couple things, postpartum updates of what I've been doing to feel a little bit better. And I was kind of talking to my therapist and I'm like, it's hard to share things online sometimes when you're in the moment and you're in like, you're feeling so vulnerable and you share it and then you don't feel the same later because you're yes. like, well, I want to go delete that almost because I don't feel that way anymore. And I was saying, it's almost like, I don't know, like, I don't want people to think of me. Like, I'm like, forget that I was sad, please. Like, I, I feel better now. I'm confident now. Yeah. Like, don't think of me as someone who's insecure. And he was, he shamed me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Quite the opposite. He was like, why? He's like, that's life. Like life is, you know, you know, your ups and downs. Like it's not, it doesn't define who you are. Like if it's, it's just, what? what is the word that he used? Like not coincidental, like contextual. Mm -hmm. So he used the analogy like, okay, well, it's just like the weather. It's like you saying it's raining outside today. And then you're like a couple of days later, you're like, oh, it's like really sunny today. And then, oh, there might be a storm in a couple of days, but today it's sunny. And I think for our, you know, perfectionist girlies who want to be perfect all the time, it's like you kind of sometimes equate that to being like, if I'm sad or if I'm not doing well, then I'm not being good. Like then I'm not, you know, I don't know the word like worthy or something. And so I think that's why I think I wanted a little bit of like a, for a moment, I wanted to erase any retract your yeah, statements. Exactly. Retract uh, of my what? Statements. Like struggling postpartum? Yeah, just being like, I'm struggling, like I'm feeling insecure, which I was. That's not a lie at all, but it's like when I start to feel better, I'm like, never mind. Yes. Can you forget. Totally. And yeah, anyways, he was saying that analogy. And I was just like, oh my gosh, that is a light bulb because I do. I'm like, I feel like if I share it's a rainy day, I feel like people will think of like, I'm rain. Like I am the rain cloud. And that's not true. It's just, it's not who I am. It's, it doesn't define me. Mm -hmm. Anyways, but I have been feeling better. All that to say, I feel like I've really come into feeling like more confident and just more stable. I think I just looking back was like so confused and conflicted about a lot of things and just so overwhelmed and feeling like, like drowning pretty much. And it was all of these things piled up on each other. So I want to just go through like bullet points really fast of what has helped me for all my other postpartum girlies, because I also saw our good friend, Kristen Johns posting like around seven mo months postpartum too, that she was like, that's when she really started to feel better. And that's about where I am. So these are just what I've been doing to feel better and start not necessarily feeling more like myself, but you know, feeling good. It's just patience, like knowing that the time will come where you start to feel better, where you will, you know, 
especially with postpartum, like it will pass and you're not going to be postpartum for the rest of your life. You're not going to be struggling with all of those things like sleep deprivation. You're not going to be breastfeeding for the rest of your life. Like those hormones, all of those little things, they will pass. And so, you know, it's hard to be patient with yourself, but it will be and just take it day by day. So I've been trying to do that. Therapy definitely helped a lot for me personally. I felt like it was necessary for me to get back into taking care of myself. Like I was very scared to get back into working out and get back into like eating healthy. And I didn't want to go full on back into being obsessed with that stuff because I've been there before and I had to go to therapy and, you know, it turned into an eating disorder. And I wanted to make sure I was being really careful this time because I was having some of the same thoughts that I had before of like, you know, self-hatred and just a lot of like, well, should I restrict? I almost downloaded my fitness pal. I'm sorry. Not my fitness pal, sis. <laughs> not the Fitbit. Yeah, not I the see Fitbit. that. I see the Apple Watch. No, don't need to be worried. I did tell him. I did tell him. I'm like, the Apple Watch is not for any of that. I don't even wear my Apple Watch all day. When I had my Fitbit, that thing was freaking glued to my wrist. I didn't want to miss a single step. Yeah, that has helped a lot. He really is specialized in eating disorders. Mm. So it was really mm. nice. It's like, It was just like nice to have him to talk to, to like, okay, this is what I'm thinking about doing for, you know, exercising and going slow and mm. like helping me self-reflect on why I'm getting back into exercising and getting back into, you know, just taking care of my health. And so I've been just taking it slow. I think that was another thing that helps me is just like taking things slow. I wanted to just jump back into where I was, you know, a couple of years ago and that's just not possible. So just like going on a couple walks a week and then like I would start going on a couple short walks and I started adding long walks and I would go to soul cycle once a week. And now I've been like going twice a week and just being, you know, taking it slow. And then also with eating, not being, you know, super restrictive about it, but just trying to choose the best option available. Again, that doesn't mean that I never eat out or like eat processed sugar, processed foods, like anything like that. But slowly but surely, I feel like when you're just more aware of it and you're like, okay, when I'm making dinner, what's the healthiest option that I have right now? And then also time blocking has helped me. The other day I was like, I'm so overwhelmed, blah, 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 blah. Like I have so much, so many things I'm doing. And I was telling that to Nick and Nick was like, in the nicest way possible, your productivity sucks. And I was like, okay, that's so offensive. I literally was like so hurt by that. And I was like, you don't know how hard I am on myself. Like, I know. And he was like, I'm trying, I'm just like being, I'm trying to say that in a nice way to let you know. He's like, sometimes I see like, you know, you, you're busy all day, but then at the end of the day, you're like, I don't even know what I did. And I did some self-reflection <laughs> and the next day. I was like, you're right. I need to stop. Like, no one's coming to save me. I need to stop thinking that being busy is being productive and I need to set time to do, to get things actually done because I have so many things that take five to 10 minutes, but because there's like a hundred of them, I just feel like I can't do any of them, yeah. which is so horrible. So I would start setting timers and just being like, okay, I have 15 minutes to do this. And then the next day I was like, don't get any ideas. Like, don't be this, you know, harsh with me all the time, but it did work. This yeah. Time. <laughs> You're off the hook this time. Yeah. No, setting timers is game changing. It's I don't know if it's just for people with certain types of brains, but I have to do that too for cleaning. Like, yes, if I look at my house especially. and I'm just like, oh, it's so there's so many things I need to like open these packages and do this and they do that. And then I'm like, okay, 15 minutes. And I just put the timer on for 15 minutes and I just go for it. And then it's crazy how much you can get accomplished. Yeah. Also. And then sometimes it's like you have five minutes, like the 15 minute timer's up. And you're like, I'm still in cleaning You're in mode. motion. So you're just like, I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah. One million percent. Yeah. 
and that was pretty much the last thing. The other thing I had was just being honest. Like, especially if you're postpartum and you have some kind of like, pe- like postpartum depression or postpartum anxiety, like any, I mean, it's not, not even just applying to people postpartum, just in general. If you feel like, I felt like I was drowning and I felt like my thoughts were starting to just become too much for me. And I could feel my start, I could feel myself starting to want to isolate. And I'm like, that's just not like good. I, I know these signs. And when I'm wanting to not like go anywhere, see anyone, I'm just like wanting to literally isolate and self-sabotage. That's when I need help. That's when I need to talk about things. And like, I feel like when you admit things, it helps you accept them and then actually move on. And that's also what therapy did. I I finally was just like, I need to go talk to somebody. And that has helped me so much. Anyways. Love that. Love all the updates. I'm getting a call. Let me see who it's from. Oh, it's from my father, but I'll be ignoring you. Sorry, dad. (laughs) I'll message him right now. JC, don't look at my ponytail right now, okay? <laughs> because I don't have my BFB hair extensions in. So it's looking a little thin. It's looking a little rat, a rat taily, you know? Mm-hmm. If there's one thing about me, it's that if you see me in a photo shoot, I have my BFB hair extensions in, okay? I've got the classic set. I've got the fill-ins, the 18-inch ones. And I haven't tried the updos yet, but I really, really need to. Especially when you take a look at this ponytail that's going on right now. <laughs> They have so many different shades. You go, I got, I just sent some to my mom to um, like cut and she just got like a little bob. It looks so cute. And my dad went and like cut it up and and um, put it in her hair and cut it up. It <laughs> well, trimmed it, you know Yes, yes, I mean. yes. Trimmed it to her, her layered level. Cut up her brand new extensions, <laughs> ruined them. Um, BFB hair has just launched seven new dimensional shades. So, you know, you can find the perfect shade for you. They have 28 different shades. Um, These shades have been in the works for over a year and a half. The team listened to customer feedback to offer the shades that were needed. So they have all 28 shades. They're shoppable today. They have a wide range of product offerings and also a dedicated team of experts. I do have to say the BFB hair team is really awesome and they are very helpful. So they will help you find the correct shade and product selection for you. And you can also order a little sample if you're really not sure what shade you are to see, to like put up to your hair to see if it will match. And it also comes with the um, package when you get it. So you don't open it until you know for sure the shade matches. Yes. So whether you're just wanting, you know, some thickness, which I think the fill-ins are so awesome. Even if you have short hair, this is what I did. When I had short hair, I still had extensions in just for thickness, thickness because it just made my hair so voluminous. So I'm a big fan. You can follow them on Instagram for tutorials, hair hacks, and inspiration. It's at BFB hair. And our listeners get 15% off all hair products using code what we said 15 at checkout. They rarely have discount codes or sales. So this is an exclusive discount just for you guys. You're going to want to take advantage of this. It's what we said 15 for 15% off at checkout. Enjoy your new hair. So I just got something in the mail. Well, technically Leif did. And it's an Everlywell food sensitivity test. After I did mine, I ordered him one immediately. And I was like, we need to see what you're sensitive to, you know, because it's really nice to know what foods or things your body's a little bit sensitive to. And I found out that I was sensitive to almonds and it has actually been kind of game-changing. I mean, I've changed a lot of things up about the health. So it's hard, you know, it's hard to know what thing has been the best, but my skin has been really good lately and I've been feeling just really good. And I am doing kind of the no almonds thing right now because of Everlywell. I did a food sensitivity test and found out all of that information out. And, you know... We're in our health and wellness era, girlies. Hashtag cancel almonds. Yes. So Everlywell's at-home lab test can help you get the knowledge and support you need so you can become a healthier you. 
They are a digital healthcare designed all at an affordable and transparent price. They have over 30 at-home lab tests, so you'll be able to choose a test that makes the most sense for you to get the answers that you need, like the woman's health test or food sensitivity test. Here's how it works. So Everly Well will ship your at-home lab test straight to you with everything needed for a simple sample collection. You collect your sample and use the included prepaid shipping label to mail your test back to a certified lab. Your physician-reviewed results will get sent to your phone or device in just days. It's so simple. Over 1 million people have trusted Everly Well to support their health and wellness goals, and you should too. So for listeners of the show, Everly Well is offering a special discount of 20% off an at-home lab test at everlywell.com slash what we said. That's everlywell.com slash what we said for 20% off your next at-home lab test. That's everlywell.com slash what we said. Okay. Should we get into the questions? Yes. So these are questions that are supposed to, you know, you're supposed to answer with your partner and they make you fall in love with them. Is that correct, Chelsea? Yes. So... I don't know if like how much science went into this, but this is kind of like a famous questionnaire. So you can go to 36questionsinlove.com and do it with your partner. Or, you know, if you're on a date with somebody and you're like, hey, this is something funny, cheeky to do. Like we're going to fall in love with each other. Could be a fun little thing. It starts out a little bit more surface level and then it goes to more deep questions. And I think the whole thing is, is like if you really truly know someone, there's no way you can hate them or like not like them. Oh, I think that's very real. Yeah. I thought you were going to say, oh, I think that's kind of <laughs> I'm false. like, oh, absolutely not. Like as soon as I get to know someone, I hate them. <laughs> no, I always think about that. When you really know someone very well and you know, that's even why with certain reality shows or whatever, I don't know, certain characters or people that you, not characters, because that's not what they are. But even people on social media. Yeah. When they are very like open and honest, even Emma Chamberlain kind of, mm-hmm. it's like you can't possibly hate someone if you kind of like know their backstory and what they struggle with. And like, you know, I it mean, makes some them people human. Can, some yeah. people can, but I feel like it's a lot harder. Yes. So, yeah, we're trying to get you guys on our side. One million percent. Even though we know you already are because you're our besties. Let's go back and forth. I'll do one. Then you do one. Like okay. we'll ask each other, but we both answer them. Okay, Perfect. We'll try and keep this brief, but you know how that goes, so. Yeah, it will be a very long episode. <laughs> we, will get to, we will get to question four, probably. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll go first. Okay. If you could invite anyone in the world to dinner, who would it be? At this exact, you know who I'm going to say. Oh, yeah, one million percent. At this exact. KJ's coming to dinner. Yes. At this moment in time, it has to be Kendall Jenner. I have questions and I need answers. Yes, one million percent. I also, she has been feeding us with the Devin content lately. Yes. She has been. That photo of her sitting on his lap is so cute. And she's shutting down the rumors. She's like, we're together. He's not on Raya. He's not on these things that people were like, I "I saw Devin Booker on Raya. Like they broke up for sure. As if he would ever. No. You think he Um, wants to be on Raya? He think he'd be on Raya, really. He's like, that's how I met Kendall. (laughs) Him axe throwing a moment. Yes, one million percent. Like the whole thing. I just favorited a TikTok of them. It was like all their photos from their Idaho or Wyoming vacation. I think it was Wyoming. Wyoming. It also made me want to go to Montana so bad because it's those same types of vibes. And like, I don't know when last time I went to Montana was, but it's that just like country summer vibe. I don't know how to explain it. I just... Oh, it's I'm I'm wanting it. I know. This moment. Should we copy her? Go to Wyoming? Go to a, honestly? Yes. Go to a ranch. Who who would you invite to dinner? Maybe I'd invite her. You know, we could have it. We could double date it and do I'll have I'll have Bella come. Okay. I, would, I feel like Bella has the best energy. 
Yeah. Like, all her very, TikToks, I'm like, you are so sweet. I just want to be friends with you. Very ethereal. Yes. Um, I feel like she's just a, a good time. I really want to see Kendall, Gigi, and Bella, like, hang out again. Yeah. I feel like I haven't seen photos of them, videos of them doing anything lately. True. For a while. Well, Gigi's a mom now. So she's well, just. So. Oh. I'm like, she doesn't want to hang yeah, out with I'm like, friends. okay. And? <laughs> Well, I just mean like she's probably not in New York just like yeah. with Kendall and G or Kendall and Bella Bella as much. Yeah. I haven't even really seen even, her do modeling that even much Even Bella and Kendall and Haley. I'm like, where's the content girls? Where's the content yeah. ladies? Here's what I, I, I've said this before, but I will say it again. Why are celebrities not taking, well, I say this, but then some of them are, but they feel like they're doing it wrong. Celebrities need to act like normal people on TikTok and they would blow the F up even more. I don't yeah. get it. I'm like, if, if, but then maybe it takes away like the celebrity status of, you know? No, I think it makes you feel more like you're friends with them, which makes them even more popular. Like even I think when, it makes them more popular, but I'm saying like it takes away the mysterious like celebrity status of like, oh, like we don't know that much about Leonardo DiCaprio or like Brad Pitt. Yeah, but, but also we know I'm a like, lot about Noah Schnapp. And of course he's like so popular, but he almost feels more attainable because you know so much about him. Right. But so I maybe guess they have like, they, I guess in my mind, I'm like, wouldn't you want to be more popular for I, the only reason you wouldn't want to be popular is like, or that you'd want to look mysterious, but still be famous would be, I guess, privacy. That could be one thing. Or you just like your ego. It's like, Oh, I, I just don't want to stoop to that level and be a TikToker. I want them to still think I'm cool. Because I'm like, being popular would only benefit you and your businesses. Like, yeah, Kendall, Kylie, all of their businesses would only benefit from them being more active on TikTok. Yeah. But they probably don't care because they're billionaires. I was going to so. say, I, I think like when you're at like literally the already the highest paid model, you probably don't care. That's you're probably true. just like, I don't care to grow That's anymore. true. Yeah. But if you're like middle, maybe. Like yeah. if you're mid. Mid. <laughs> Literally. Well, I, I almost, I guess I just crave the content myself. Yes. Like even Haley has recently been posting some like ca more casual TikToks mm -hmm. of her just like putting on makeup, putting or, on makeup or like eating ice cream. And I'm like, yes, this yeah. is the vibe. Like give it this. Give me more. This is the content I want is just like the casual stuff where you do seem more attainable. That makes me like you more. Yes. One million percent. Just it as does a make you more likable. It's just as a consumer, I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Next question goes right along with this. <laughs> Would you like to be famous? And in what way? Me first. Go ahead. Well, I just, I'm like, I just went viral. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, we were on Kenzie's podcast. I love you so much. And I said this, I was like, I used to think I want to be famous, but now I just realized I want to be rich. And, you know, while that is kind of a joke and I think what, what I want is like to be, to be free. I think like what I, my ultimate goal is like true freedom and when you're little, I feel like you think fame is like what's going to get you that ultimate freedom. And it does to a certain extent. But being rich gives you way more freedom than being famous. Sometimes being famous is the opposite of being free. Yeah. You feel like you have to like. You're like in a cage sometimes yeah. also. But yes, I would like to be famous <laughs> in what way for. I think it'd be cool to be famous for something like very unexpected and random. Where it's like maybe not even necessarily like your whole life is famous, but like, oh, they're the famous 
artist or like they're mm-hmm. the fame they wrote that song or something random like that very enneagram four of you yes very enneagram four <laughs> i was gonna say i cannot relate i do want to be famous i think <laughs> no that, i said i do want to be no famous. i know i know when before when you were talking oh, yeah, i yeah. was gonna be like i feel like yes like i don't know i think that but i have mixed feelings too because i know like i look at these girls like addison ray charlie d'amelio like and I think, not that I, I don't want to say I pity them at all. But it's like, I do feel bad for them in a, in a sense, because I'm just like, it would be so hard to be that young and like yeah. have that much viral fame all of a sudden and know what to do with it and feel all the pressure and like all of that. But you know what? I'm at a phase in my life now where I can handle it. Yeah. I wouldn't have wanted it when say. I was 18 or I would have wanted it, but it wouldn't have been good for me. Mm-hmm. Now, bring it on. Exactly. I don't, I would live great. Love it. Yeah. I, I agree. Because being famous comes with, like attention, validation. No, but it comes with like so many opportunities. Yes, 1 million percent. But what opportunities that money can get you? I mean, for one, if our podcast blew up mm-hmm. a lot more, we would have so many opportunities that money wouldn't provide us. It's like the opportunity to like speak in front of hundreds or thousands of people or like the opportunity to meet certain people. It's like money can't buy you. Like, yeah, I could get on a stage, but if I have no talent, then what am I doing there? Yeah. Well, you could be rich and talented. <laughs> But then that's basically being famous. I, I mean, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. If no one I'm recognizes just devil's your talent. advocate. Yeah. I'm just the devil made me do it. <laughs> oh, terrifying. So yes, we're clout chasers. Yes, 100%. You know what is the bane of my existence? What? Taking the time to write down the grocery list. It's not mm-hmm. the grocery shopping itself. It's not the cooking itself. It is writing down, finding what I have to use in the recipe, writing it down, putting them in a list. That is the most annoying part. And with Green Chef, one of our favorite sponsors, they take the hassle out of cooking. They make, you know, they they let you enjoy the best parts. Like I do love taking a little time to, you know, zen out at the end of the day and cook something and then eat a nice meal that I didn't burn or that I didn't ruin. And Green Chef really helps you key in and get you healthy, yummy recipes in a timely manner. And it's delivered right to your door. Green Chef is a CCOF certified meal kit company. Green Chef makes eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, or just looking to eat more balanced meals. Green Chef offers a range of recipes to suit your preferences. They're offering more customization than ever before with new organic and wild-caught protein options. You can swap the protein in any meal that features chicken, beef, or salmon to suit your tastes, and they will deliver their recipes tailored to you directly to your front door. Like Chelsea said, I am currently in my salmon era. I've been kind of in my, you know, seafood era lately a little bit, and I've always loved salmon, but... Um, They have this pecan crusted sockeye salmon with like kale and roasted carrots that looks truly incredible. It's also keto. I'm not doing keto or anything, but you know, if that's for you, check it out. They have options for like keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, Mediterranean, gluten-free, everything you can think of. Also, Green Chef is the only meal kit that is both carbon and plastic offset. They offset 100% of their carbon footprint as well as 100% of the plastic in every box, which we absolutely love to see. Also, 100% of their seafood meets the Monterey Bay Aquarium Seafood Watch rankings of certified, best choice, or good alternative. With Green Chef, you're reducing your food waste by at least 23% versus grocery shopping, which is awesome. So go to greenchef.com slash what we said 135 and use code what we said 135 to get $135 off across five boxes and your first box ships free. 
That is greenchef.com slash what we said 135 and use code what we said 135 to get $135 off across five boxes and your first box ships free. Go check it out. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. Let's talk about gut health, everyone. So Ritual, who has been one of our favorite sponsors for literally years, they are real ones Mm -hmm. on this podcast, you guys. And Ritual just released Symbiotic Plus, which is a gut health supplement with clinically studied prebiotics, probiotics, and a postbiotic all-in-one minty capsule. Just one delayed release Symbiotic Plus capsule per day supports your gut with all the quality and traceability that you would expect from Ritual. I have to say one of my favorite things about Ritual is truly like the minty aftertaste and just the aftertaste of any of their supplements because it helps you to not get an upset stomach. I, If I take pills on an empty stomach with just water, I usually start to feel a little bit sick, but not with Ritual. Um, they also obviously have their Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin, which was formulated by exhaustive research to help fill nutrient gaps in the diets of women age 18 plus. It's formulated with nutrients to help support brain health, bone health, blood health, and provide antioxidant support. I can definitely attest to the aftertaste being a huge um, plus because when I was pregnant, I could not eat anything, let alone take like any kinds of pills. But with ritual prenatals that I would take every single day, It was game-changing to have like that citrusy aftertaste that would help my upset stomach not feel so upset. Yeah. They also have so many different products for all different stages of life. You need to go check out their website if you're, you know, your husband wants to hop on board. Um, They have it nailed down. I have like their, I think it's postpartum um, protein powder as well, which is great. So you need to go check out all of their products. And right now, Ritual is offering our listeners 10% off your first three months. So just visit ritual.com slash what we said and turn healthy habits into a ritual. That's 10% off at ritual.com slash what we said. Go check it out. Before making a phone call, do you ever rehearse what you're going to say and why? I always do. Not always. Okay, that, I, that was, I'm literally always, like when I'm calling to literally order pizza. But when I call for certain things, I do rehearse. But if I'm calling my friend, no. Or like if I'm just calling a, a random like person to chat, no. But if I have something I to say. I think I do rehearse. I'm like really trying to put myself in those, in my shoes of calling someone. First of all, I never call people. In I my hate, own shoes. I hate, I'm trying to put myself <laughs> in my own shoes. I hate calling people. I hate yeah. talking on the phone. I hate communication with anyone because I also hate texting. So hmm. I, I like voice memos. Yeah. I'm yeah, a yeah. big voice notes girl yeah. lately. I... I shouldn't say I hate talking on the phone, but it's like I kind of dread making appointments or things like that over the phone. I'm like, Ugh. it's like something that just is annoying to me on my to-do list. But I don't think I rehearse. The only time I would rehearse what I'm going to say is if I was like scared to have a conversation. Yeah, and I was yeah, like, yeah. oh my gosh, like That's I'm go- I was going thinking. through my head like yeah. how I want to say it, but I haven't been in that position in a long time. No, so. 100%. That's what I was thinking. Like, I always feel like phone calls sometimes if you're making a phone call, it's going to be a little more… I don't know. Spooky? Yeah, spooky. Phone calls are spooky. I actually do love calls, though. And you know what? Calling on the phone is chuggy. I'll say it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Give me no. a voice note. Give me a voice note. Do you like voice notes or no? Yeah, I do. Because it's funny because I'm like, I like sending them. But then when I receive one, it's like two minutes long. I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. I think I'd rather talk on the phone for business things sometimes because I'd rather get it done like right then because I feel like when you're yeah. texting or like voice no, no, memos, no. you have to wait. I, I actually do prefer calling for like 
I I think I really do not like texting. Like recently, yeah. I think that's what I hate the most. Oh, especially I hate a long like yes. something that needs to be chatted about. I'm like, absolutely not. I'm not if typing it's more this than, out. Like three lines. No. I'm like, no. Especially over email. Sometimes like I'll be communicating with someone, and I'm like, can we jump on a call, please, or like a Zoom or something? Because it's so hard to explain my thoughts to you over email, and it takes me so much time when I could just hop on a call. We could get this done in five minutes. Yeah. Okay. What would constitute a perfect day for you? A perfect day would be spent with people I love outside with good food and good vibes. Honestly, facts. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of like something, you know, a little unique flair I could put on that, but I think I couldn't agree more. Like maybe end it in nature with a sunset specifically would be a really good day for me. The ending of a great day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think like movement, being outside, good food. Good food is like extremely key to me. If you have bad food during the day, like, no. The purpose of life is to eat good food. No, you know what? I had a realization recently. I was thinking about like, okay, what are my, this is, you know, me and my self-reflection era. I was like, health is extremely important to me. Like, I think that I've been focused a lot on it lately. I really want to be like my healthiest, best self for so many reasons in life. Because health is literally all you have. Like, and a big part of that is food, right? And nutrition. And I was really self-reflecting. And I was like, even though having like yummy food, like I'm a food person, a foodie, if you will. Like I like to have good food. I like to go out to eat, whatever. It is the last thing when I'm like really looking at, at my schedule and my day of priority. Like I don't, I will schedule out every moment of my day to a T, but never include meals. Mm -hmm. So then I literally, it'll be like 3 p.m. And I'm like, I am so hangry because I didn't like allow time to even eat. And if if health is truly my number one priority, I have to like literally put that in my Mm -hmm. schedule because I am a very scheduled person. I'm like, I literally need to put aside 30 minutes to an hour to like make a meal and sit down and eat and not be on the go. Like, yes. That is not the vibe. Yes. Lately, I've been like, this is not like today, for example. Again, I don't learn from my mistakes. So I was in that situation again. And I just had like a wrap, like a to-go wrap. And I was walking around my house, eating it super fast. The the chicken's like dropping on the floor. Yes, like stuff is dropping and I'm eating it super fast. And I was like trying to clean up while I was doing it because we had to go somewhere. And I'm just like, this is not how I should be. Then your stomach hurts because you eat so fast. Yeah, I was like, this is not how I should be experiencing a meal. Like, this is not, you know, not to get all like woo-woo on us here, but it's like, I should be like sitting down, eating the meal, not looking at anything, not focused on anything else. Like, this is crazy. One of the main things we learned at IIN is how you eat. Like, you should be literally taking a moment to be thankful for your food, to appreciate where it came from. If it, if you're eating an animal, to like appreciate the animal that you're eating to really spend time with the people around you. And yeah, it affects like your health. And if you, if you're on your phone scrolling and you're eating super fast, which I do sometimes when I'm super hungry, then I literally so bloated afterwards. I'm like, cool. Now my stomach hurts and I didn't even get to enjoy that because literally don't remember what it tasted like because I ate it so fast. I feel the exact same way. That's something I'm trying to like genuinely work on because I just feel like that needs to be if that is a true priority of mine to be healthy and mindful and stuff, it's like that needs to be a priority. I need to schedule that into my days. 
If you were able to live to the age of 90 and retain either the mind or body of a 30-year-old for the last 60 years of your life, which would you want? Oh, body, of course. Oh, no, I would say mind. One million percent. No, I want that wisdom, honey. I want that wisdom when I'm that old. Oh, I guess I'm thinking of like literally grandparents who literally lose their memory and don't remember who their children are. Oh, true. I didn't think about that. But I was thinking your brain is your body, I guess. I was thinking that is best case scenario. Like, yeah, you have the body of a 30 year old, but you have the wisdom of an 80 year old. Absolutely. That's true. The wisdom is good. I was literally thinking of literally like losing your mind. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. That's like, okay, even if I look fit, but I don't even know who anyone is. Yeah. That's that's true. That's actually very that is actually the saddest thing. Yeah. Ever. Well, your brain is your brain health is also so important. It's mm-hmm. part of your health. It's like taking care of your brain and the foods that you eat have to do with that as well. Mm-hmm. So I guess actually if you say body, that includes your brain. So maybe you you are like, you know, with it. Yeah. When you're older. True. Name three things you and your partner appear to have in common. I think this means like us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should do us. Three things. That we appear to have in common or that we do have in common? Oh, because this is supposed to be you're doing this with someone you just met. Yes, yes, yes. So we can speak from experience. Yeah. Okay. I think I'll do one, you do one, and then we'll come up with one together. (laughs) Okay. I think I'll take a personality trait one. I think we both are, you know, tend to be, I wouldn't necessarily say perfectionist, but yeah. Maybe Perfectionist? perfectionist a little bit. Yeah. I feel like we both are in different ways. Like very hard on ourselves and yeah. like very yeah, in different ways though. Yes. Self-critical, honestly. Yeah. yeah. I would say that our senses of humor are extremely similar. Yes. I would say identical. I would say the same person. <laughs> I would person. say scarily identical. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. What's our third one? Our third? Hmm. I think we're both good with people. Yeah. Like. Very social. Social and like can read a room and stuff like that. Yeah. We're awesome. <laughs> wow. We are literally perfect. It's like so hard. <laughs> Us, we're perfectionists. We're like, we are perfect. We've achieved it. <laughs> For what in your life do you feel most grateful? I feel most grateful for my family. Like just all my family. I feel like you pick your friends. And obviously it's like who walks into your life. I'm also grateful for, but like, I'm like, I take credit for my friends because I pick them, but your family you're born into and you're like given, you know? Right. So I feel like that's more like luck almost. Mm-hmm. I was going to say just health in general. I feel like, like I've been saying health is wealth. I've had like, I know things could be literally a trillion times worse. So I don't mean to harp on like my literally even just my allergies, but like my allergic reactions when I have them, I just, I start feeling so empathetic towards people who like have chronic pain, chronic pain or diseases. And like, I don't know. I just feel very grateful for like my health and like all the people around me that are healthy and are able to just live life. And it reminds me to be like more grateful that I like literally some mornings I'm like, I don't want to go on a walk. And I will literally be like, some people can't even go on a walk. And like, I am so grateful that I literally have working, moving, limbs and like I don't know I think I've just been thinking about that a lot health in general for me and my friends and family if you could change anything about the way you were raised what would it be Mm. sorry mom and dad 
Sorry, mama. Oh, it's so hard because not to be cliche, but I feel like obviously anything that I've gone through or any negative part of whatever how I was raised has made me who I am. So I'm like, I wouldn't change any of it because I love like the person that I've- How you ended up. Yeah, turned out to be. However, I think in the moment, I would have loved to not move around a lot. I think like my family moved houses literally a million times growing up and I Mm -hmm. went to a new school constantly. So I was always the new girl, which again, in hindsight, I think has made me a like very adaptable social person. So I think that's a good thing that came from it. But in the moment, I was just like, I felt like I didn't have a stable life where I like had the same friends for like 10 years. Like it just was like, oh, new friend group, new people like constantly. So I think that's one thing. Yeah. That would be hard actually. Mm -hmm. I would say, oh, this kind of relates back to what I was saying at the beginning is I've been reading this parenting book and it's the Danish way of parenting. I talked about the book a couple episodes ago, but it's, it's really good. And it's about like complimenting your kids on their effort and like their hard work instead of necessarily like telling them like, you're so smart or you're so good at this. If you like people think that that's how you build someone's confidence is like, oh, you're just so smart. You're just so talented at this. You're just such a good, you know, you're so good at the sport or whatever. But when you compliment their effort and their hard work and like you let them know you see them trying and you know, that's what you value then that makes them actually more confident. And I, cause I always, am like, my parents were so complimentary. Like my dad, my mom, they always were like, you're so smart. You're just so like talented. You're so this. And now looking back in the book, it was saying like, when you say that sometimes, like it actually makes pe- like, then your child starts to feel like if they're not automatically good at something, why they're would they even try? Yeah. And they're dumb. So it's like, okay, yeah. Why would I try? Cause I, I'm not like good at this. And if, it's not, it doesn't come naturally. So I guess whatever versus if you really are like you, I see how hard you're working and I see how hard you're trying. Like it's really paying off and you value their work ethic and you value like their hard work and their resilience, then that's what like builds their confidence. And mm. so I feel like it's not with malintent at all because that blew my mind when I read it. Cause mm-hmm. I literally am always like, in case you're so smart. Yeah. Like, it's just an interesting thing to yeah. think about. I like that. If you could wake up tomorrow having gained any one quality or ability, what would it be? Oh, I would love the ability to stay more focused on things. <laughs> Call that a roll. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> like, I have the ability I, right here. Like, it's 30 I'm, bucks a month. I'm not going to take out a roll, but like, Can I, you have, imagine? I have moments where I am tempted. Oh my gosh. I, I have like, taken Adderall and like Vivance at certain points in my life. And while I did have an eating disorder at the time, I literally got so much shit done when I was on Adderall. Oh my god! I literally feel like I would be the most productive person yes. on, like, on the planet. No, it's like it because of like my already just my personality and my literal self-criticalness. I'm like, I feel like if I took Adderall, I would actually be a like energizer bunny. Yeah. But I'm, I'm not going to. I'm just saying. Yeah. There's like if it was just that. If that was all it was to the Adderall that you would just… You know, a lot of people have messaged me and like diagnosed me, self-diagnosed me with ADHD. Like Same. literally people I message so many me messages too. constantly. And they're like, yeah. based off everything you say, like, I swear you have ADHD. And I'm like, yeah. awesome. Probably. Yeah. That's funny. Oh, well, we have that in common because I literally am always like, dude, I swear to you. Like, it is very hard sometimes. It's so hard. Yeah. 
It's like your brain is always going a mile a minute. That's yeah. how mine is. Anyway, if I could wake up tomorrow and gain any quality, it would be patience. <laughs> I am very impatient just in general. Mm-hmm. I think like I just if I have an idea, I want it to happen literally the next day. Like I don't have time or patience for things a lot of times. But I think I have been forced to with a couple things in my life recently. Yeah. And it's a good it, – it is very testing and mm-hmm. it's good for me I think. But that's definitely something that I've always struggled with. Is there something that you've dreamed of doing for a long time? Why haven't you done it? It's a good one. Getting pregnant and having a child. And I can't Why haven't you done it? <laughs> infertility. Amazing. I feel like that really is the only thing I can think of is like having a family or being a mom. That's like I truly feel that I'm a person who if I dream of something, I truly actually do it like a lot of the time. So – I don't feel like I have a lot of things or like not regrets, but like things in my life where I'm like, oh, I wish I could do that. Like anything that I think that about, if I'm being serious about it, like I really try and just do it. Like traveling or like any dreams or goals that I have, like I really try and make them happen. But the kid thing is one thing obviously I can't control, but that's like the only thing I can think of off the top of my head that I've like genuinely dreamed about that's like, you know, yeah, hasn't come to fruition yet. Yeah. Well, that's good, though, that you make all your dreams happen. That's awesome. I feel so – I'm trying to say things without doing disclaimers lately. And even for me to say that was the most cringy thing I've ever said. So, like, cringe. Yeah. I yeah. It says I'm – affirms me. Yeah, I'm like, like yeah. That was I also cringe. No, no, no. I'm saying I feel that. I know what you mean. Like, I want to be like, not to – well, yeah. I just – well, it's only because I'm like that. But I'm yeah. like, no, that's, that's how yeah. I feel. But I feel – like if it was something negative about yourself, that. you would just say it with yes. no disclaimers. Yeah. Yeah. But since it's something that I'm like genuinely like one of my only gifts in life, I'm like, yeah, I feel like I can't celebrate it because yes. I just feel like people will be like, we get it. Yeah. I don't know. Well, they might, but they're stupid. Thank you. I can think of like little specific things. Like I always wanted to be fluent in another language and I'm like, hey, you know, I tried here. Why haven't I done it? Because I just stopped doing it. Yeah. Because I can't focus. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. But because they are, they have never been my top priority. So it's like they're on the bottom of my list, you know? Yeah. Like learning a language. I'm trying to think of like there's just like little things, like certain cars that I want that also I'm like not Oh, I really... thought of, I thought of a good one really okay. fast for myself. Buying a house. That's yeah. like a dream that I'm like, I think about my dream house all the time, but it hasn't happened yeah. yet. And the reason why is because I'm not a freaking multimillionaire <laughs> yeah. in California. Exactly. That's what I was going to say too. Like buying a house, like little things like that yes. where it's like, okay, yeah, I have that, but I'm also not like, I wish I had that right now. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm okay with waiting. Yes. It's like you can't have all your dreams within by the time you're 25. Yeah, or, one you know. second. Oh, I literally always think I'm 25. I'm like, wait. Yeah. Well, you should have it by 27. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. I'm like, those two years are really, you should get it all done. Mm-hmm. What is the greatest accomplishment of your life? Not to talk about this right after you talked about yours. <laughs> Being a mom, for sure. Yeah. Like, I just feel like it's been such... Like, the only thing I can yeah. live for. I'm like, awesome. No, trust me. I know that's what I hear. That's yeah. what I'm trying. Yeah. I feel like being pregnant, giving birth, postpartum, like, all of that, like, there's just, like, things that come that are more surface level. It's like, yes, the physical things, all of that. But I feel like the greatest accomplishment of my life has been like being a mom, like, and all of that, like, and all that encompasses, Mm -hmm. I guess 
all the little more surface level things, all the deep transformational things like that for sure has been the thing that I'm like the most rewarding, I guess. Yeah. I don't have one. <laughs> I really don't. Like, I I guess I would just go off of what I said before. Like, I really feel like I have like worked hard to make my dreams happen. Like anything that I've, you know, in high school, anything that I've dreamed of, like I really look at my life and I'm like, I it's my life now like yeah you're like well what else literally I did it all I you know just getting married to like a good guy and having a cute dog and living in like southern California and Mm -hmm. being an entrepreneur like that's always just been yeah what I wanted to do I would say that's a very great accomplishment (laughs) yeah is having the life that you want yeah I think I have a life that I'm proud of and that's like a very yeah that's my greatest accomplishment yet. What do you value most in a friendship? I'm bored with that question. Okay. I feel like it's just like eh, loyal, funny, like I don't know. Yeah. What roles do love and affection play in your life? Love and affection? I would say a lot. I feel like being obviously it's like you're affectionate with your husband, couple-y affection. But also now that I have a baby that I'm like literally constantly cuddling, kissing, like you know, literally want to squeeze him. Like JC was like, do you ever have like cuteness aggression towards him? I'm like, yes, literally Nick like takes him away. I'm like, I literally want to like squeeze him. He's so cute. And I feel like I'm constantly trying to show him, not even trying. I just do show him affection because I literally cannot get enough of him. So I feel like right now, especially it's just one big affection party at my house. All the Love time. that for you. I don't know what role it plays in my life. I feel like it's like a comforting thing. Like life is very affectionate towards me and it's very comforting, mm-hmm. you know. I also get cute discretion for a lady. That's the only way I can relate. I yeah. really want to squeeze her face off. Like, yes. And I kiss her all day long, nonstop. How close and warm is your family? Do you feel your childhood was happier than most other people? I do feel like that. I think, well, I don't want to say better than most other people's, but like I think as I grow up and I have other friends and like I hear about certain I mean I guess I just have some have some friends who have had really hard childhoods where their family was not very loving and it makes me feel like my family is extremely like warm and loving towards each other and towards me so I would consider myself to have a happy childhood like Mm -hmm. for sure even though it's weird because well probably because I can't remember any of it but I feel like I grew up quickly and I like was always told like, oh, you're mature for your age. And like, I was always, again, like teacher's pet and overachieving and like trying to get to the next step of life kind of. So, and it's hard because I don't remember any of my like childhood memories, literally. So it's almost hard for me to even remember what being a kid felt like because I feel like I've always just been this like person who's like trying so hard, like overly exerting my effort in every area to like be like successful, like the best at whatever I do. This is, that's literally not what the question's about. I'm like, back to me. I have a very strong work <laughs> ethic if you guys can't tell. <laughs> no, but it's like, I feel like in some ways, I, I would say I had a happy childhood, but I also don't have memories of having this, what I'm trying to say is like a carefree, like like just playing in the woods or something. Like that's not yeah. the vibe of my childhood, but I think it was like happy and positive. I look back yeah. on it. in a, With fondness. With fondness. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I would say my family is definitely very close and warm like with each other my siblings like I have mostly brothers but 
like while they're hard on the exterior, they're very like soft on the interior. And I feel like with my family, we will literally, I mean, as you saw literally in the last episode, it's like we cope with humor a lot, but also like when we are like, when we need to be there for each other, we are like hugging, like crying with each other, like expressing our feelings for each other. And that was like so nice to have. I feel like growing up, not that we were always like that. I feel like we like I did get bullied by my brothers and stitches and fighting and, yeah. you know, pulling hair. And I, one time I literally spilt, like I poured, spilt. I'm like, <gasps> I spilled it. Fine. Literally purposely poured Sprite on Abby's head because she drank some of it. You know, things like oh, that. Oh my but, gosh. But also I like, I look back on those memories and like think it's funny. Like yeah. we laugh about them. So yeah, again, I don't know in comparison, but I feel like I... Any like memory I have growing up, I'm like, oh my gosh, that was so funny and like so fun and just like I just love my family so much. Yeah. Love that. What, if anything, is too serious to be joked about? Oh gosh, don't ask me because my nervous system literally I just learned this on TikTok that the reason you laugh in inappropriate situations because your nervous system isn't like fully like right. <laughs> I aka me. I think there are very few things that are too serious to be joked about. Like, I think I, like we said, we use humor in every facet of life to cope with anything and to talk about anything. And I think it just makes life light and fun. However, off the top of my head, a few things that are a little too serious to be joked about, in my opinion, like pedophilia, racism, like things like that. That's just like, it's not funny, Mm -hmm. but pretty much. Most yeah. things are on the table. Exactly. I think. And also, you know, you can use your own discernment. Most yes. of the time, I do know when it's like too, too much. far. Sometimes I'm like, if it's on the line and I'll like kind of laugh, I read the room and I'm like, okay, that was not meant as a joke, obviously. Yeah. yeah. But like, I hope people are like laughing at my funeral after I'm dead. Oh, for sure. Okay. This is the last question. Hopefully your hearts are throbbing for us. <laughs> They're like, we think you're so annoying and self-absorbed now. Literally. We're both like, we have so many problems, but we're also the best. Oh, no, Literally no, no. the definition of self-obsession. Awesome. I'm like, I am trash and the best. No, literally. That's what's fun. They're like, it's both self-obsession. I'm like, well, consider me obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> consider me obsessed. Okay. This is the last question. Share a personal problem and ask your partner's advice on how he or she might handle it. Also, ask your partner to reflect back to how you seem to be feeling about the problem you have chosen. Wait, wait, wait. Ask your partner to reflect back to you how you seem to be feeling about the problem you have chosen. Oh, okay. It's like a therapy. So like how I, wait, wait, wait. So if you ask me something, like you're asking for my advice and how I feel like you feel about it, right? Uh, Just ask me the question. Okay. Or tell me the problem. So I kind (laughs) of talked about this. Yeah, I'm like, "Mm, I have lots of personal problems. We've kind of chatted about this, but okay. I feel I'm like, I feel like I'm very prideful, but I think this is what I talked about in therapy today as well is sometimes like when people talk about certain things that I feel like I am a professional at or like I know everything about and they they tell me things as if I don't know it like really grinds my gears like it makes me just like, I know it's my ego. I know it's my pride. That's like mostly uh, for health and wellness. It's I was like, going to say, give me an example specifically. Yeah. Please. So like I was saying, I'm like, I feel like sometimes if people, even when I open up out postpartum and people start like giving me advice on how to start working out or something like it, it, my chest starts to feel tight and I start to feel very defensive. Like, 
I know, I know, I know. Like, I know that's what I'm supposed to do. But like, you know, it's it's deeper than that. Or like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And then I start to feel like, well, don't you know that I like literally was a health coach? Like, don't you know that I know these certain things? And my therapist was saying, he's like, that happens to me sometimes. Like some people will start telling me stuff. He's like, do you not know what I do for a living? Like, yeah. And you're telling me things. Anyways, so what do you have for that? Unfortunately, I have the same problem. <laughs> like, I feel like I get very defensive too about things like that I'm like. if someone was like, oh, you like if I came up to you and was like, oh, well, this is how you take a photo. Like, this is how you like, you know, yeah. if someone comes up and yeah. starts telling you that you're like. I mean, dude. I would say that it's, it is like, but you already know this. It is your ego. It is your pride. It's like when you drop that, it doesn't, you realize that it doesn't matter at all if you do or don't know, because all that matters is your own sense of self. Exactly. And like yeah. your, you know what I mean? So it's like, oh, these people's, I mean, it just goes back to, it's like no one's opinion of you or how they talk to you has to do with you. It has yeah. to do with them. And it's like, they literally, one, might actually not know that you know. Yeah. Which is fine. Yeah. Two, you know, most people have good intentions. Sometimes people are annoying, but I feel like, I don't even know what advice. Like I yeah. genuinely struggle with the same thing. So I feel like I get it. Yeah. It's just like annoying more than yeah. anything. But I feel like also that tends to happen to me when I am feeling insecure in a certain area. Yeah. So, exactly. so That's when what I, I'm saying, yes, like, yeah. when I get more confident about it, it doesn't really yeah. affect me. It's like, mm -hmm. I don't care if you like, I know. Yeah. Yeah. If you're trying to give me tips, it's like, oh, it's fine. Cause I don't, yes. I'm confident in that. But yeah, when it's insecure, the salt on the wounds. Yes. And that's what fun. I that's what I feel like. It's like what I was telling my therapist. I'm like, I feel like it's it's hard because I don't I feel insecure about like even a couple of weeks ago when when I did share that on the podcast and people are being so nice and like telling me, like, well, you should just do this. Like you should just do this. And I'm like, I know. Like I don't want your pity. Like I don't right. want people to pity me. It's like, but then I also want them to know that I know how to do it. But then I'm like, well, I'm not doing it. So like, you know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah. right. So you're right. It is. It's like it's like I'm feeling insecure about it. I'm like, no, trust me. I know yes. I'm not dumb. But then there will be a point where you literally don't yeah. care at all yes. about in that certain exactly. area. Mm -hmm. If people are trying to give you tips, it's like, oh. yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. For sure. Okay. That arose. <laughs> that that reminded me of one of my many <laughs> personal problems, which Wait, is. You have to reflect it back to me what how I seem to be feeling about the problem that I've chosen. Oh, I thought I did. Like being like, I feel like that's just oh, your oh, ego. Yeah, yeah, okay. Right? Yeah. No, that's good. Okay. I feel like. Lately, it, it goes in waves for sure, but it's, I'm literally facing you like a therapist. It, <laughs> like it's kind of what I've been referring to multiple times during this episode, but I've actually talked to you about this kind of recently. Like, I get scared of people's perceptions of me, like of their skewed, in my opinion, their skewed perceptions of me. Like, yeah, if you know, I make jokes on the podcast and and like I get scared you know, when I'm making these jokes about like being perfect or like whatever, mm -hmm. that people are literally going to be like, you're so full of yourself. You are a spoiled influencer brat. Like you don't get it. And I'm like, and, and then I, I start to ruminate on that. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I want people to know that like I have substance. I am an intelligent person. Like I need them to understand that I'm not just this like literal vapid, yeah. <laughs> vapid valley girl. Like I get scared but then, or like, I care so much about that, but it goes in waves. Sometimes I genuinely yeah. don't, but then other times I like, like I was saying, I, I'm scared to like talk highly of myself or like celebrate literally one ounce of like 
happiness or success or anything in my life because I just feel like I'm bragging and like people think I'm annoying and like it's just like oh we get it I don't know I I have this this like fear of like the way that people see me and I don't want to be misunderstood misunderstood yeah it's like when you're just saying like you know I've accomplished all my dreams and it's like but I don't want to say that because people will think that it's cringy like well that's the problem is I don't want it to be cringy, but I even cringe myself out when yeah. I say something like that because I'm just like, I feel like people are going to be like, you are cringe. <laughs> I don't know. You're chewy. Yeah, no, literally. Like it's… Do you feel like you think that about other people? Like if I were to right now be like, I literally am no, the best person the in thing. the world. I don't think that about… I am insanely self-critical. I yeah. don't feel… I Maybe I'm critical of others like but not nearly as critical as I am of myself. That's yeah. what I was thinking because I was literally, I actually had this thought today. I was listening to Emma Chamberlain's podcast and she actually kind of said something similar, which is weird. She was saying, or she said something and then she was like, that was cringe that I said that. And my first thought was like, wait, no, it wasn't. And yeah. like, it almost made me sad that she even said that because I was like, that's not cringe at all. Like you're, you are seen, you are heard, yeah. queen. Like, <laughs> yeah. I felt that way towards her. Mm-hmm. But then I just went and did the same thing in this podcast yeah. episode because I don't want to be, like, misunderstood. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, you have – I'm like, you're valid, honestly. No, but in when you are on the internet, it's like you do see what people do think of you. So it's like in just day-to-day life, when you're walking around, when you're like – you know, you're at the gym and no one knows who you are. You're, no, Yeah, no one is thinking about you. But when you're a TikTok personality, it's like – and they're, you're on TikTok. People are thinking about you. So it's not the same. You don't have the same excuse. Kind of like no one cares that much about you. Or it's like, okay, right. well, they're sending me literally messages that say like the meanest things. Yeah. And, and they are literally affirming me that they misunderstand me. Right. I guess this is what my therapist always asks me is like, wh- what is so bad about them misunderstanding you? Yeah, I guess that's that's the thing is that it's not that bad. It's like. And honestly, even by talking about this, I'm not even really talking about like, oh, the haters. It's like even the thought of some random person perceiving me a certain way and then having that perception of me and like walking around all day being like, oh, that girl I saw earlier was so cringe. I'm like, wait, no, I'm not. I'm so awesome and fun. Like, please. Yeah. (laughs) But you're right. It's like there's nothing. It doesn't matter what they think. Yeah. It's kind of what I was just – the irony is what I was just saying to you. It's like it does not matter at all what other people think. It's not bad if they misunderstand me because what does it have to do with me? Yeah. But I just start to ruminate. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. Like overanalyze, overthink. Yeah. But it is it is kind of just that concept of like self-obsession anyway that I'm trying to get away from because it's like, why am I even like reading these comments and thinking about other yeah. people's perceptions of me? Like, well, it, number one, it's literally addicting. It's like, yeah. you know, yes, people exactly. leaving literally their thoughts and concerns about you all day. It's like, I don't know. But no, I think it's true. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. It's just like in our next week's episode, hasn't gone up yet, but we already recorded it with Shervine. Mm-hmm. He is the founder of Symbiotica. He talked about like you, what did he say? You get water, you cut wood, and then you are enlightened and then you do it again. It's like, that's mm-hmm. just the way of life. And it's just, you're going to do the work. You're going to go through life. You're going to learn new lessons and you're just constantly going to be learning things. And yes. I feel like even like you were saying with that and my problem, it always comes down to the same thing. I'm always constantly like having to remind myself. Usually it comes down to my ego. It's like, yes. there'll be little things like that where it's like, 
yeah, why do I care what people think about me? Like, why do I, you know, do this and this and this? And then I get kind of frustrated, like, because I'm like, I know that. Like, yes, I literally just I gave say. you that advice. And it's like, and I, now I need to listen to my own advice. But I know. I feel like not getting, enjoying that experience of life, that it is like what he said. Like, you gather water, you cut wood, and you're enlightened. Wait, I just have like a light bulb moment while you're talking, though. I think I am very, so one of my biggest, like, pet peeves in life is like recurring issues. Like if someone, if someone complains to me about the same thing, like over and over and over, but they don't change anything about what they're doing it. Like that's probably my number one thing in life that like is so hard for me to deal with. Like, I'm like, I can't hear about like the same problem, like literally. But the irony is that I, everyone does that. And so I think that's why I'm getting so annoyed about feeling this way is because it like happens over and over. Like I'll have waves, like I said, where I'm like, I do not give one F. Like, why would I care about that? And then it like happens again where I'm struggling and I'm like, ew, like I already solved this. Like, why am I going backwards? It gets so frustrating. And And you feel kind of like dumb. You're just like, really? Yeah. So I think that's again. (laughs) Yeah. It's like the shame cycle on top of it. It's like, yeah, I'm worried about what they think. You know, I have moments of that. And then on top of it, I'm like, I'm annoyed that I'm even annoyed about that. Yeah. So then it just goes deeper and deeper. No, definitely. But yeah, I literally like just need to be so much less critical in general of everyone and myself. Like Mm -hmm. that's the key, I think. Yes. The judge, that the judge is like the main thing in your mind. It's not even like the real you talking that ruins your life. It has to label things as good and bad. And like that's where Mm -hmm. shame comes from. That's where all that stuff comes from. And it's just… Once you stop judging everything, like and that, the opposite of just judging something be. is accepting it. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's so much easier. It's like I said, like, I feel like once you admit something even, like us talking about it, it's like almost just by talking about it. Now I'm like, oh. It frees it up a yeah. lot. For sure. It lets you like actually be able to accept it and move on from it. And it's a lot more freeing that way. So. Definitely. I feel like you guys will hear these problems probably for the rest of this podcast. Exactly. We're always going to have things. Like there's never going to be a time where we're just perfectly enlightened and we know everything and it's just we're perfect all the time. So thank you for staying with us. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Thank you for just being a part of our community. We love you guys so much and it's we just love podcasting. It's the best thing ever. It's the funnest just can't believe we get to like do it as a job. It's I the know. coolest thing ever. So thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. It's at what we said podcast. If you guys want to be updated on stuff and also involved in the story episodes or our advice columns, we actually just made highlights on our Instagram. So you guys can go to that if you ever want to, you know, if you randomly are like, wait, I need advice on this. You can just submit it whenever. That way it's not just like up yeah. for 24 hours on the story. So it's a little like link that you can click and you can submit whatever or stories. We also have a highlight for that. Thank you guys so much for listening. We love you. And that's That's what we said. said. Bye.